Good morning, Cedar Church family. Today's scripture reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the ninth chapter, the 13th to the 23rd verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able, please stand for the reading. Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple, and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar in the same way? The Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I have not used any of these rights, and I am not writing this in hope that you will do such things for me, for I would rather die than allow anyone to deprive me of this boast. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge, and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law, to the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessing. This is the word of the Lord. We thank you for waking us up, and we thank you for allowing us to have a mind to want to come here and gather and fellowship and worship. Now, Father, I ask that you would, uh, again, word my mouth, prepare the hearts as we uh, partake in this supernatural, spiritual thing that we call message and call and response. Father, let us all be uh, challenged and edified, Father, as you are glorified, Father, Build up this body of Christ on this corner in this community. We love you and we thank you. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ. We ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. We are continuing uh, after our Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday, and special guest uh, um, kind of interlude, if you will. We're continuing our systematic study of Paul's uh, first letter to the to the church in the city of Corinth. Uh, if you think back, and I know it's been a few weeks now, if you think back, we looked at the third to the 14th verses of the 14th chapter, and this is what we read. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. Don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living. Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? 
who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it is shredding out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us. Because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? For we did not use the right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple and those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. You might recall that you're the, the assigned homework, and uh, uh, I hope you brought a pencil and uh, uh, you have your bulletin to, uh, to, to make copious notes, uh, that your homework was to look at the 23rd book, 23rd, excuse me, 23rd chapter of the book of uh, Numbers, Numbers 23. Uh, there you'll read God's instruction to Moses on how the priests uh, were able to be supported through the sacrificial gifts from the people. God had already put a, put a provision in place how the priests were to be taken care of. They were the, 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 the facilitators, the orchestrators uh, of that, that intermediary at that time uh, between God and the people. Uh, and I also included for your homework uh, reading the 10th chapter of Luke. And there's a, a little snippet in there where Jesus gave instruction to his followers that preached the gospel and how they were to receive support. But for whatever reason, Paul cites that he, along with Barnabas, uh, the early church missionaries, were the only ones not to receive financial support for the ministry. Don't know why. But what he's clearly saying is not only should they receive support, but their support is biblically mandated. I'm not, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you uh, 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 this, is, this is a good suggestion. This is something nice to do. This is what the text says to do. He was pointing out what is right biblically, and at the same time, I, it seems like it's a, it's, it's, he's, he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth, but he truly isn't. He, he's, he's saying, this is right biblically, but at the same time, he's mentioning that he chose to not insist on what's right. Why? Because, as he writes, he did not want to hinder the gospel of Christ. Men, we talked about this in men's fellowship. See, sometimes for the sake of the, uh, and I'm talking to the men specifically, uh, it cuts both ways, but I'm talking to the men, speci especially those that weren't there. You know who you were. Uh, sometimes for the sake of not hindering the gospel, at 2615 East Nutra Court in Elk Grove, your best bet is to shut up. That's your best bet. But, but no, 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 your best bet is to, well, well, you know, we need to set the record straight. No, yeah, actually, no, you, you need to shut up. 
you just need to shut up. I know you shouldn't say shut up, Pastor. You need to shut up. You need you need to to look at the bigger picture. And oftentimes we're so focused on what we think is right, we miss what's right. We're so focused on, <laughs> you know, I've shared before, I share again. I don't know what the argument was about. I, I don't know. But Sister Meeks had said something. I'm not, I'm not making this stuff up. She had said something that just, 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 it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I mean, I'm contemplating in my mind what I'm, how I'm going to respond. And I had it laid out. It just, uh, she's, gonna, she's probably going to say this, and I'm going to say this. And then, then, then she's going to say this, and I'm going to say this. And the Holy Spirit all the time is just saying, you better shut up. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth with the Holy Spirit. I, I'm wrestling. It's just like, no, 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 no. She, doesn't she know? It's like, I'm a man. I'm it's just like, oh, no. Fast forward years now. This was years ago. Now, fast forward years, and I don't know what it was about. It was about nothing but, but, but pride, what I thought was right. I, I thought it was, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to set the record straight. So what's the bottom line? The bottom line is that ministry, especially ministry that takes place at your house, is spiritual, and it's not a transactional undertaking. Well, I took the laundry out. I mean, I washed clothes last week. It's your turn this week. It might be your turn for the next 20 years. Deal with it. It's not transactional. It's just not transactional. He's like, well, yeah, you know, it's just not fair. It's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and, it, and God wants you to do that. Maybe, maybe you'll get it right. Maybe you'll get the shirts clean after a while. Maybe you need practice. It's just, I, I'm, I'm serious a heart attack. It's just, it's, 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 we need to look past the, the transactional things that we, we do. Well, shoot, I do this, and you have to do this. Maybe you need to do it all. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what God is speaking to you at your house in, in the relationship that you have. But if we're constantly looking for what's fair, what's right, trust me, what the transaction that took place at Calvary would never have happened. It's like, oh, well, you know, what's, what's right is for Mark to go die for his own sin. That's what's right. That's what I was sharing with someone the other, the other day, this past week. I said, you know, uh, oh, it's one of our daughters down in uh, Southern California. Uh, she's just, she's just, it's, she's just, just thanking God of how, how God has blessed her. She says, God, she says, Dad, I'm not, I'm not doing stuff to curry favor from God. I just want to honor him. I just want to, to, to praise him. And She's, and then she, then she recites all of these things that are, these positive things, as the world would define positive things that are happening in her life. And she said, and this has happened, and this has happened, and this is, and, and, and I, I, I got a raise, and, 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 I, and I don't know why they gave me, it's like, God is just so good to me. It's like, yeah, he is. But if you didn't get any of those things, he's still good. He's still on the throne. He still demands praise. It's, just, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not. But, but the, there is, as I shared with her, I said, you know, he saved me from hell. Everything else is just bonus time. <laughs> Everything else is bonus. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'd like this, I'd like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
my, when I close my eyes for the last time, I, work, I wake up in his presence. Uh, everything else is a bonus. See, see, that's why Paul was willing to forego what's right, because he, he saw it rightly as a spiritual, not a financial obligation. So if we, we ought to, 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 to recognize that if we confess our allegiance to Christ, then our life lived out ought to reflect that very confession. Uh, as I've said oftentimes, Christian is as Christian does. Christian is as Christian does. So let me just ask a question. What does sacrifice look like to you? What does sacrifice look like to you? How much support do you provide to the body of Christ? I'm not talking about city church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. How much support? And I'm not. E- and, and, and before you, 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 you lock in on Pastor Meeks is talking about money. If we mention money, we don't mention money. I, I'm not talking. How much do you contribute to the body of Christ in terms of your prayer, in terms of your time, in, ter- in terms of your devotion? What, 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 is, what, is, what is your, your focus? Uh, yeah, your finances ought to reflect a behavior that's aligned with him because, hey, you know, hey, if, 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 if I'm taking, it'd be silly for me to say I want to honor Sister Meeks because she doesn't like flowers, she likes food, that I'm just like, okay, I'm a, let's go out to eat, you pay for it. That doesn't make sense. Why? That, is, that doesn't make sense. You're not honoring her. You're, 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 you're riding on her. You're riding the coattails of her. Yeah, yeah you're using her. Uh, to, to, to get a free meal or to get a meal uh, all together. So Paul has elevated ministry to the point of it not just being the most important aspect of life, uh, but it's life itself. We don't do that, thankfully. Uh, we don't do that any, you know, when, when in the old school, in the old times, we'd have what we call testimony services, Right? Don't look at me crazy. You all, you all, you you know, you know, you had testimony service, <laughs> and we would say, "Oh, I thank God, who is the <laughs> who's the head of your life?" As if there's a pecking order, right? You know, he's like, "Well, he gets top billing, but there's other folks that get billing, right?" He's not the head of your life. If you are a Christ follower, he's not the head; he is your life. He is your life. Outside of him, you have no life. Oh, he's the head of my life, which means I can, sometimes the order kind of gets juggled a little bit. It gets jumbled a little bit. Uh, you know, so it's like he's the head this week. Uh, he might be the tail next. You know, it just, it just, just works out that way. Um, Paul is saying, no, this is life itself. Uh, you think I'm kidding. As he said in the first chapter of his letter to the Philippians, uh, it is my expectation and hope that I won't be put to shame in anything. Rather, I hope with daring courage that Christ's greatness will be seen in my body, now as always, whether I live or die. Check this out. Because for me, living serves Christ. Living serves Christ. And dying is even better. So, again, I ask the question, how is Christ seen in our lives? Not with cute, you know, and they're really not cute. Uh, Facebook memes uh, spouting religious cliches, you know. It's just like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I don't even want to repeat them because you might have posted them. And you might, you know, Pastor's talking about me. I'm not talking about you. 
I'm just talking. Uh, that's all I'm doing. Uh, it's not a Facebook meme, but it's in the way we live our lives when no one is looking. How do we behave, as I keep saying, in the checkout line? You see the person in front of you, you got 12 items, and it clearly says 10 items or less. And it's just like everything in me is just like, can't you read? What's the problem with you? How do you behave on the freeway behind that person that's in the fast lane and is just driving 55? It's like, what are you doing? This, uh, that, that's, 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 it is what it is. Um, how do we spend the resources we've been given? So today we want to continue at the 15th verse of the ninth chapter, and I promise I won't be before you long. I know you've heard that before, but it, it's true. It's, it's true. Uh, Paul, he's continuing on on the same rift, if you will. Still, I want, I want it made clear that I've never gotten anything out of this for myself and that I'm not writing now to get something. I like that. You know, it's like, look, I, I haven't gotten anything, and I'm not saying that I haven't gotten anything in order to get something. You know, kind of like uh, uh <laughs> my wife, uh <laughs> she'll say, aren't you hungry? As if she's really concerned about my hunger. <laughs> No, actually, that's, that's, that's a cue. I'm hungry. You need to deal with my hunger right now. Uh, uh, I love my wife. Uh, I'd rather die than give anyone ammunition to discredit me or impugn my motives. If I proclaim the message, it's not to get something out, out of it for myself. I'm compelled to do it and doomed if I don't. If this was my own idea of just another way to make a living, I'd expect some pay. But since it's not my idea, but something solemnly uh, entrusted to me, why would I expect to get paid? So, I, so am I getting anything out of this? Yes, as a matter of fact. The pleasure of proclaiming the message at no cost to you. You don't even have to pay my expenses. Um, the NIV, <laughs> King James, NRSV, different versions are a bit of a challenge to, 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 to meander through this, this, this tangle of... Uh, original Greek, um, and that's why I chose to use the message. It gives a good window um, to really peek through what Paul is really trying to get at, and what he's simply saying is that he's not like uh, with the, 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 the intellectual W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, who accused many preachers of doing in the early 20th century, preaching for profit or personal gain. That's, see, that's the, that's the world. That's how the world views uh, ministry. Not that we've, in, in a lot of places, haven't done anything to, to, to tamp that down. We've actually uh, played into that. But, but what he was saying is that, you know, you, you do this because it's a gig. It's, it's, it's a job. And you're getting paid for it. That's why you do what you do. It's for personal gain. Uh, but Paul is saying it's not for profit. It's not for personal gain. But I'm compelled to do it. Again, let me speak personally uh, for Gail and I to launch ministry. This is the seventh year of, of ministry. There is just absolutely no way. It's like, you know, at this point, like, look, I've, I've got 30 plus years as an engineer. Uh, my wife, 30 plus years with the state of California. It's like uh, we could, we could, that's not what God has called us to do, be eating bonbons in Tahiti. We, we could be doing that. We could be doing it. It's like, no, there's, there's a call. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's something bigger than us that has compelled us to do the things 
that we're doing so that we can assemble in this. I mean, again, if we were to, and, and we'll get to that point of actually, well, how did this start and how did we end up here? It's like, wow, okay, maybe, maybe, just maybe you were ap- actually called. Uh, no one would have launched City Church at our age uh, just as a way to make a living. It's just because, it's just because we're, we don't derive compensation from this ministry. Just again, to be clear, we're, we're, we're not paid staff. We get nothing other than we are obeying the command that was laid on our heart. That's all. That's, that's all. So, as like Paul, thus far, we serve at no cost to you. Why? Because we are compelled to do it and doomed if we don't. I right, might as well share it right now. Uh, though you've heard it before, you need to hear it again. So when I'm long gone and others are up here, it's like, I remember what Pastor Meek said, blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's, yeah, yeah it probably started uh, in, in some place in Fresno or Bakersfield where the, the, the call was on. Uh, I remember a, a, an old mother. I know she's gone on to be with the Lord now. She was 90 when I was a kid. So... Uh, <laughs> She just looked at, I was, I, was, I was probably 14, 13, and she's looking at me and staring. I'm like, what do I do? I got some of my teeth. She says, there's a call on your life. There's a, there's a call on It's like, okay, all right. Like, I know what that means. It just, just, just means nothing to me. Um, but it was really, what really was the transaction, if you will, was that time, as I've shared before, in Kaiser Hospital, where I'm on the elevator. And there's this gentleman that gets on the elevator with me, and he turns around. Gives me the head nod. I give him the head nod back. How you doing? He turns around again. You're a minister, aren't you? I was like, you got the wrong guy. I just, I am so not a minister. I am so not a minister. His door opens. He gets off the floor. He turns around and he says, you can deny your calling if you want to. Elevator is closed. <laughs> just out of, it's like, this is movie stuff. It's just like, but I'm mad. I'm angry. How you don't even know me from a can of paint, and you're gonna you're gonna sit there and throw that monkey on me? It's like, oh no. At that age, at that point in my life, I know what ministry's about. I, I my father planted close to thirty churches in his lifetime. I know the toll. I know what it takes. I know what ministry's all about. All about. I ain't doing that. You know, let's 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 replay the tape. Uh, God's ahead of my life. Some weeks. <laughs> Most of the weeks. I give them even most of the weeks, not every week, because sometimes, uh, you know, I, I might want to golf, and I don't even like golfing, but, 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 but you know, it's just like, I, I might want to go hiking, I just, I might want to shoot hoops or whatever, he's, you know, he's ahead of my life, most of the time, but not all of the time, and he's definitely, he's not my life, oh, come on, it doesn't take all of that now, does it? It doesn't take all. Come on, Pastor Meeks, you're just, you're, you're just, yeah, until that Thursday night. That Thursday night when I'm uh, literally balled up in a fetal position, and I'm just, all I can do is say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. He will hunt you down. See, you don't, you don't want God to have to hunt you down. But he will hunt you down if he has to because he loves us that much. Um, but I was still afraid of that. And so even when God 
allowed Gail and I to come together. I'm all tongue-tied trying to soft-pedal who I am and the call on my life because I didn't want to scare her away. Because if she knew, I just knew that if she knew that I was a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, she wouldn't have anything to do with this guy. Oh, you're a minister? <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> um, God knew what he was doing when he brought us together and uh, allowed this woman of God to come into my life that we are on the same page in every respect when it comes to ministry. So Paul continues to unpack and explain why he's doing what he does in verse 19. He says, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made it, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like the one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am free from God's law, but under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. Uh, to win the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I might save some. I'm closing. Uh, I had a conversation this past week um, with a, I'll give it to her. She said she was a Christian. I, I, I'll take her at her word. Um, but she's abandoned fellowship. I've, I'm, 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 as she said, uh, Jesus and I have an understanding. Uh, I'm a Christian, but fellowship um, just doesn't, just, it just doesn't work, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Um, if you look around at ministries writ large, and I'm talking Sacramento, California, wherever, you look around at ministries, what you, too often what you see, what we call nu uh, growth numerically, it's not, it's not really numerical growth, it's like, well, you know, I tried the hamburgers here, so let me try the hamburgers over here. It's, 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 it's the same people shopping for the same Jesus at different places, but the body of Christ the real growth of the body of Christ, it's really not happening. Uh, you got families moving from one ministry to another. See, but Paul's focus, City Church's focus, our focus is on, as I was sharing with uh, uh, Jessica earlier this afternoon, uh, is meeting people where they are and ministering to them where they are. See, not as Peter seemed to do uh, at one time, to turn, to, to turn on non-Jews, uh, if you will, to turn non-Jews into Jews. Uh, well, you know, I'll dance with you when it's convenient for me, but when it's not convenient to me, then I, I you know, I better, you know, I better, I better, better change. See, see, but not in a way to win them, but in a way that I'm trying to hide who I am. And Paul is saying, no, look, I'll meet you where you're at. If you're weak, I'll be weak. If you're a law abider, I'll be a law abider. If you're free from the law, if I'll be free from the law. Um, why, why is that? Because I believe that if God has your heart, if he has your heart, if he has your heart, he's got everything else about you. See, but that's, that's the issue a lot in, in, in a lot of instances is God hasn't gotten full control of our hearts. It's a, it becomes a matter of the heart. It's like, again, he's still, I, I still got this pecking order that's going on. It's, 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 he's the head today, but next week's a different week. But he, he's like, I don't want to be one on your list. 
I want to be the list. I, I you know, he's a, <laughs> how, maybe you were in that situation. I know Sister Meeks wouldn't like it at all. It's like, well, honey, I love you uh, most this week, but uh, next week, uh, <laughs> like, you lost your mind, boy. You have lost your mind. I mean, but we in the dating scene, that's a lot of times it's like, oh, this is my number one girl, but I got number two, three, four, five. It's just like, if I'm number one, it's like, no, take me off the list. <laughs> just, just, just take me off the list. Take me, you just, you, you do you, and you do two, three, and four, but then you take me off the list. Uh, and then literally, that's what God is just like, look, if I ain't it, then I'm going to spit you out, your mouth, out my mouth. I don't like lukewarmness. Uh, I, I want you to be all of mine or none of mine. You pick, you pick, you, you choose. Okay, so Paul concludes at the 23rd verse, I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings, or as the common English version reads, all the things I do are for the sake of the gospel so I can be a partner with it. I love that translation. All the things I do are for the sake of the gospel, so I can be a partner with it. Two words I have to loop out of that one verse. Uh, all and partner. All and partner. I share this story, and uh, we'll share communion. Um, <laughs> weep for me. I was born in Bakersfield, and I did square dancing in Rio Linda. <laughs> True story. True story. Naya, back in the day, uh, when it rained for P.E., you had to do square dancing in Rio Linda. I know, that's how I look. Just how your face is expressing, that's, that's exactly how I look. That's exactly how I felt. Square dancing. Are you kidding me? Sister Meeks, she, she would, she would uh, it would be answered prayers if, if she, and be answered prayer to Eric Jr. too if I knew how to dance, but it would definitely be, it'd be definitely answered prayer to, uh, to Sister Meeks if I learned how to dance. Um, but with square dancing, they talk, so you think I'm kidding, they have what they call partners and corners, and you bow to your partner, and you bow to your corner, and you do she do and <laughs> see, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's this whole orchestration that goes on. And if you're out of sync, you bump into each other and you look like an idiot. You know, it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't flow. And I got two, yeah, yeah, I had two left feet. It didn't flow. Pray for your pastor. <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's, that's fortunately and unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of us aren't in orchestration with what God has called us to be. And so we're bumping into stuff, life and other people and everything. We're just bumping. We're just, we're just, bow to your partner. Where's my partner? Where's my corner? Uh, how am I do? What's a do-si-do? -si -do? Oh, what's, what is all of this supposed to be? And you don't know what's going on. But one thing about square dancing, one thing about the relationship with Jesus Christ is that you have to be in sync. You absolutely have to be in sync. Paul writes again in the third chapter to his letter to the Philippians, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. What am I saying? Christian is as Christian does. Knowing precedes sharing in his suffering and becoming like him. 
If you want to, we sing that song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, how I long to be like him. So meek and lowly, so high and holy, how I long to be like him. Sounds good. Most of us don't want that. Yes, we do. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because if we think it through, we know the obligation, the responsibility that comes alongside that. Obviously, you're a different breed. You're city church. Eh, there are other churches. There's, there's others, as, as, as God revealed Elijah, that haven't bowed the knee, that, that, are, that are focused on serving God with our heart, soul, and mind. It's just not a Sunday thing we do. It's just not coming here and uh, listening to uh, good music and uh, shaking a hand and uh, you know, hearing a, an okay sermon from time to time. No, no, we come here for purpose to be transformed so that we can go out and be better fathers, be better husbands, know how to behave when it comes to driving on the freeway, uh, how to look at people and witness to people in the checkout line instead of giving them the side eye. It just, it just, just, it just no, no, no. I do want to be like him. Uh, to share in his sufferings, be like him in his death, a death to my wants and to my wishes.